Hello and welcome to the BL Portfolio podcast coming from Business Lines in-house research team. At BL Portfolio, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I am Kumar Shankar Roy, Senior Assistant Editor. In today's podcast, I have with me my talented colleague, Hamsini Karthik, Senior Assistant Editor. Hey, Hamsini. Hey, Kumar. Thank you so much. That was a lovely introduction. Hamsini, one of the biggest draws for many investors to buy insurance policies has been these tax breaks, right? So this year's budget proposed a change. The majority amount for certain life insurance policies will be taxable from April 1, 2023, right? So income from life insurance policies, except for ULIPs issued after March 31, 2023, will be taxed, where the aggregate annual premium for such policies exceeds 5 lakh. I think that's the proposal, Mm -hmm. right? So thankfully, the tax exemption of Section 10D will continue in case of proceeds on death of the policyholder. And yes. the, I think the major part of this has been that the stock market has reacted to this news. I think on the budget day itself, right, the tax ex- yes. fell on insurers, stocks yes. of all these uh, life insurers kind of fell. So yes. uh, we've been reading about this and we've been seeing that broadly there is kind of a talk that this the strong growth you know in these non-par products which the insurance ter- yes. industry kind of terms them right so they have probably dented mm-hmm. and uh, the cap of five lakh is applicable to all life insurance policies across so it may deter individuals from purchasing additional policies if they have exhausted yes. the limit with the primary insurer absolutely so without further ado since our listeners will know this part of it so we would want to know what will be the impact for it how the insurers are going. But before we do that, I want to tell this. Yeah. Hamsini has written a very comprehensive deep dive article on this subject. It will be out on our website Saturday evening and will be out in print on Sunday. So Hamsini, what is your assessment of this proposal on life insurance stocks? How large is this business of high value policies for insurers? Sure. So let's just go back to Mm. 1st of February. Mm. We saw all the insurance stocks plunge by 8 to 10%. The second day also, they took a little bit of beating. Then subsequently, a few managements have come out. Either they've spoken to large brokerages, uh, sell-side analysts to pacify some of the investor concerns, or Mm. they've come on television, they've come on our papers as well to say what sort of an impact the whole thing Mm. will have. Mm. But it's very interesting. Usually when companies come out and say that, you know, we will not get hurt so much, the Mm. markets do tend to believe them. But in this case, the Mm. markets are discounting the positive commentary of whatever the insurance heads are putting out. Let's look at insurance products, how they are sort of showcased to customers. Yes. In India, when you talk to an agent, when you talk to a banker partner, like uh, ICICI Bank for I through Life or HTFC Bank for HTFC Life and so Correct. on. Correct. The conversation would largely be that, sir, why don't you take this policy? You will get tax benefit. Bhi milega. Okay? So as much as companies tell us that you know people are taking it for their own protection, for their own life cover, as Correct. a savings option and so on and so forth, the uh. primary selling aspect as far as insurance is concerned is tax cover right yes, yes, now yes. how do we intrinsically uh, arrive at this 
30 to 35% of mm. products that is sold by insurance companies mm. are done in the months of Jan, Feb, March. We call it JFM in JFM, uh, colloquial parlance. Yes. Yeah, right. Mm. So this JFM sales is still a very important component for mm. insurance companies. And okay. JFM is typically a period that is linked to tax ops, you know, yes. tax advantage related. The last minute planning, what whichever we do, yeah. you, we use uh, insurance, we use some mediclaims, this, that, and get it done, right? True, true, so true. One, at one end, the government is trying to plug in on this. And yeah. it's a deliberate measure, I would say, because every other product we are saying, that people have to buy for their own uh, good, like mm. on deposits, for instance, uh, mm. above 5,000 of interest, it is susceptible to charges, taxes, right? Mm. Then yes. why should ins- insurance be sold as a tax-free product? Mm. But mind you, there are three products which is kept out of the uh, stream, partly mm. because they're already under the net and partly mm. because they cover a different uh, aspect. One is ULIP, which is oh. already in the tax net. We have yes. annuity products, again, which is in the tax net. And mm. protection upon death is tax-free. That mm. remains as such. Mm. So what are the products now which will come under the tax net? That 5 lakh aggregate cover. Yes. We're talking about participating and non-participating products. Yes. These are called as traditional plans, right? Mm. Mm. Because mm. they cover a large part of savings and a small mm. part of protection. And by protection, I mean life cover. Yes. Right? Yes. So... For across companies, these traditional products would somewhere account for 40 to 45% of their uh, premium, total APEs or total annualized uh, premium equivalents in a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now come to what is its contribution on a new business basis. Mm-hmm. And this is the metric which the uh, market looks out for because it also tells us tells us the potential growth that a company has when you look at it from that aspect it is around 60 65 percent of vnb or value of new business and there is where the entire market fear is like i said in the initial part of the conversation stocks did see a little bit of rebound but they didn't take the commentaries from whatever the companies gave Mm. and that's because increasingly vnbs are tending to flow from these sort of traditional products, right? Okay, That's one okay. part to it. Mm, mm. Now, what will the implication of both be on the financials of the companies, life insurance yes. companies? Correct. Right? If we look at that, most of the companies are guiding for, you know, a 10 to 12 kind of a decline in top line. Okay. But let's be a little more cautious, right? Mm, because mm. the whole process would involve some amount of recalibration reorientation in the manner in which business is done and so on and so forth and therefore it would be safe to assume kumar that Mm. the lost top line at least in the immediate fiscal that is fy24 when this scheme comes into motion Mm. would be as high as 16 percent because there are players like hdfc life max life Mm. and lic LIC mm. has the highest share of, you know, participation in non-par products. 63% mm. of traditional products account for its total AP. So because it has a lion's share in the business, LIC may be most impacted, right? Then mm. the next in the pecking order would be HDFC Life, followed okay. by Max Life. So okay. for these companies, I would expect that the, the hit on the top line, or the revenue will be much higher, significant, very significant. And 
it's also that you know when when you're when you're talking to agents when you're talking to your distribution channel it's mm. not so easy to flip from one strategy to another there's yeah, a lot of you know, yeah because uh, there is a certain way in which they've approached customers now they mm. have to first a couple of months will go in just ensuring that they are reoriented to the new way of marketing mm. and a few more months will go in ensuring that the reoriented method of marketing is yielding money for the company right so net net we are talking about one year of earnings hurt here so acha what happens this uh, very high impact on top line how does it translate to the bottom line level what uh, is there any color that you can give us there and that's a very fair question because uh, technically a 10% top line hit must be equivalent to a 5% or a 7% bottom line hit as well Okay. here we are not percolating to bottom line for two reasons right because one there is an assumption that protection will increase okay the share of protection will increase and this is i wouldn't say this is the objective why the government did whatever it is doing but uh, ultimately the government is looking at you know making insurance not an elitist product or not a hni product but a product for mass market right which means that ticket sizes will come down which means that the reach will increase and so on the good part of protection increasing is that protection has the highest margins 80% and above is what protection offers to an insurance company in protection if sold well or packaged very well all the costs are typically recovered within one and a half years to two years of launching a certain product or acquiring a certain customer and these are long tenure products they tend to have a 20 year 30 year kind of a premium flow right so it's a highly profitable business and mm-hmm. therefore the presumption is that although there will be a top line loss and mm-hmm. in the immediate uh, second order a little bit of a margin sacrifice maybe mm-hmm. in the ballpark of 100 to 150 or even up to 200 basis points to begin mm-hmm. with in fy24 the impact to the bottom line may not be so much because okay. we're assuming that a part of the top line loss would be uh, compensated by a slightly increasing share of protection which will uh, somewhere cushion margins because we're talking about a differential of 35 and 80 so what we foregone in 35% as as traditional products we are mm. compensating that with 80% plus margin with a traditional okay. with a protection product a retail okay. protection product okay. right so mm. therefore the net net impact on the bottom line may be about 5 7% or even a little less than 7% that is that is the estimates for now i don't think warrants to take a very uh, uh, negative stand as well right now because hmm. we're talking about companies like ipro life hdfc life and uh, sbi life lic also who weathered so much of changes in this industry hmm. it's at best one year of problem for them they've been quick to rebound so let's give some credit to the companies i would say we'll we'll take a wait and watch approach hmm. in the next 6 months or so we'll get a little more clarity as to how they are reengineering their plans okay okay great the next question that comes to my mind is you know how do you think insurers will make up for this loss in business i mean they are agile they are flexible i get that part 
But yes. how do you think yes. they will kind of make up for this loss? And what could be the ways they could reorient their businesses? Really long-termish kind of a thing, Kumar. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, it takes about a f- couple of months to reorient your distribution channel, mm-hmm. and it takes a few more months from there for the distribution channel to yield the right kind of results that we're looking at. Okay. So we are going to see ticket sizes shrink already. there is evidence to prove that ticket sizes which were over 1 and a half 2 lakh crore on and so on mm. have reduced quite significantly in the recent years right mm. we we might see a further shrinkage from those levels that's number one uh, number two you will see them introduce more of you know protection plans perhaps sort of even realign how much they want to do a savings and protection even within the traditional businesses and mm. accordingly you know sort of even uh, change their actuarials a little bit because that's the fundamental when it mm. comes to selling insurance products to suit the requirements of customers going forward from april 1st mm-hmm. uh, absolutely this protection side of the business is uh, i mean equally profitable if not more profitable then if yes so why have insurers not focused on that part and they focused on this high value policies because is it because oh it's a to... fabulous question it's a very good question and i was waiting for this so there are two things here again kumar so one the insurance stocks are sold to investors basis a theme of under penetration we're okay. often told that oh india is a country of under penetrated insurance uh, uh, products therefore this is a sector that will go phenomenally because people will take insurance they will eventually learn the value of life and so on and so forth right and the second thing is that what is actually happening on ground is there is a little bit of lazy insurance that's happening and what i mean by lazy insurance is that we're told very often that we sell what people want yeah people also end up taking whatever the company's market well right true, true, it's a uh, it's a it's a two way street that sort of uh, works out here for a very brief period for about a couple of months starting from april to let's say at best june july or august of 2020 we mm. saw a surge in uh, uh, premiums towards protection plans because okay. that was the onset of covid, COVID. people yes. were very scared what's going to happen and so on mm-hmm. but the whole trend fizzled out very quickly and there is one more reason why it did because that we saw the start of low interest rate regime set in by then you know so it made the whole environment very very easy and simple for companies to mm. sell a mix of protection and savings wherein okay. the savings component was lot higher because we were pitching it in as a, a product which would boost boost their uh, investment profile yes. and the uh, protection component was very low at best mm. 20% or so mm. right mm. so after the initial surge that we saw this mm. suited people because they were getting tax benefits they were getting a better return on investment compared to fds and so on mm. right so this lazy insurance has been what driving the value of new business for a very long time okay. remember we started the conversation saying that bnp is being generated about 60 65% by yeah. traditional products True. this is what we meant at that juncture right yeah. now unfortunately as much as protection and under penetration as teams are being constantly pushed by insurance companies hmm. 
there is a little bit of uh, let's say a double standards they okay. try to make insurance a very attractive business taking the under penetration scheme but yeah. very rarely is our companies focusing so much on protection and protection related penetration so yeah. there is a mismatch right now and this mismatch will get plugged because if you look at countries outside of india and i'm talking about developed nations like the us china germany and so on the share of protection to total life insurance products is yeah. upwards of 80% in india it's not even 15% that's yeah. the kind of gap that we are staring at and that's the kind of gap that the government is also trying to bridge here okay so this focus on protection that is the term plans and as a, i mean those kind of products is this uh, best for the long term i mean is this is. the way then then the then the industry kind of reorients itself so in that sense this may be like these high value policies and mixing largely investment and little bit of actual insurance that kind of product is was probably mm. a low hanging fruit then right and now they you're right no you're way, right they have no other way then to really look long term and do what they actually are supposed to do that is sell only absolutely kumar you got it right absolutely 100% yes okay okay so this is fair enough so how should investors approach insurance stocks right now in light of all this development that is happening how should people Perfect. look at insurance stocks okay let's take this one so Uh, why were insurance stocks in vogue back then in 2017 2018 because mm. banks were in a total mess we did not know when the asset quality issues were going to stop were the asset quality issues going to stop and so on mm. whereas insurance stocks offered a alternative whereby it was free of all these uh, issues right mm. there was mm. no asset quality uh, problem or anything and here we were getting a good runway of just growth and like i said earlier under penetration and capturing that was a big theme that insurers uh, or rather stock market was trying to sell to investors hmm. and this is what led to the rise and rise of insurance stocks insurance. life insurance stocks true, true. right hmm. now that theme is reversing hmm. markets are also largely beginning to recognize that these people aren't doing much point number 1 and point number 2 banks are back with a back with a bang so when there is visibility in earnings when there is visibility in the quality of balance sheets of banks why would somebody look at insurance stocks because insurance stocks not just in india but globally are mm. a surrogate to mm. uh, banks and large financial institutions therefore we are seeing a technical switch in mood happening towards banking stocks and pure play lending stocks at this point in time Okay. that is that is largely how the theme as far as the investment uh, uh, arena is concerned hmm, hmm. so but having said on, that yeah yeah your call yes. on, uh, how you look at insurance stocks the ones that are listed uh, what is your yes. sense there perfect perfect so i would say that you know uh, if uh, if a person yes. and therefore financial services will be a big basket of anybody's portfolio Mm. If you've exhausted your kitty of uh, stocks and banks, NBFCs and so on, uh, like I said earlier, the surrogate will be to look at life insurance stocks. Mm. Within LI, my order of picking would mm. be IPRU Life, largely mm. because it's still attractive in terms of valuations, and mm. to some extent, it's also shielded from uh, these sort of uh, complications that the budget is 
going to throw up because uh-huh. its share of uh, traditional products is a lot lower compared to others one might argue that that is also the case with sbi life but uh-huh. sbi life valuations are still stiff if there is some amount of correction that is evident in that counter i think we would start looking at sbi life favorably uh, hdfc life is also at an attractive level it used mm. to be around 4x price to embedded value mm. about 2 3 years back it's mm. now at around 2.8 2.6 levels therefore making it quite attractive for investors we've always had a very positive view on lic and i think we would continue to maintain that largely and purely from a valuation perspective the last stock in this kitty is max financial services which mm. is the operating company or the holding company for max life max life uh, yeah. bl portfolio hasn't had a very constructive view on the stock and mm. i would want to believe that fundamentally nothing has changed that uh, one should really uh, uh, have an alternate view right now on max life i continue to remain a little pessimistic about that stock okay okay that's very interesting thank you hamsini for these insights so listeners thank now thank you so much now you can take call on life insurance stocks and we hope our conversation helped you understand more about the fallout and the way ahead that's it from us this week stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at pl portfolio read us in print on sundays and online at the hindubusinessline.com/portfolio do share our podcast in your circles if you find them useful thank you Thank <music> you.